and welcome to our Escort Confessions podcast. I am your host, Alex Max, with my co-host, Mr. Lane. December 17th is International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers. It calls attention to hate crimes um, against sex, work- sex workers and it, to end the stigma against them as well. And um, I got that from the Sex Workers Outreach Project, which is a nonprofit group that offers information and they have a hotline that's open 24 uh, seven for a kind ear to listen to or for other resources. And their number is 877-776-2004. That's the Sex Workers Outreach Project. So happy International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers, Alexa. Yay. Yes, don't harass the sex workers, please. We are people too. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about health and safety. Fun, <laughs> fun subject. As a sex worker, it's my job to make sure that I am clean and that my clients are clean as well, that we provide, that I provide a safe sex environment at my work. And um, here's the thing. I think America has the worst education system, which is why a lot of people don't know how to have safe sex and they don't know the risks of, you know, having unprotected sex. That's what I want to talk about today. Okay. So I... I grew up here in America, and I agree with you to a, a large extent. Um, I remember in college, I got very specific sex education when it came to talking about uh, AIDS, uh, STDs, um, STIs, and just have to ha- how to have safe sex. And that was something that if I didn't look for that, I would not have learned because I had to seek that out uh, for a special peer uh, mentoring program that I was in in college. Yeah, like I remember back in middle school, um, I was taught that, well, along with like other people, I was taught the class, but it was only about reproductive system. It wasn't about sex at all. But then again, it was middle school. And even in high school, we did not have that class. In college, I didn't have that class, even though it's college, people have sex all the time there. (laughs) I did some research, we did some research. And I guess I should start with uh, my own kind of backstory. So I had at my work, a lot of clients who expected me, pretty much expected me to be, to do like uncovered blowjobs. And um, yeah, and some even, oh my God, I had one, he was, (laughs) we were kind of in the middle of it and he was like about to stick it in. And I'm like, so what size do you wear? (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I thought we were going to do bear. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're not my boyfriend. <laughs> it wasn't even that pretty or anything, but it's like, come on guys. But um, so we all, uh, so we both did research and I want to talk about oral, vaginal, and then anal sex. And I think, I think we could fill it in 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I don't normally last 30 minutes when I'm doing that <laughs> No, just kidding. It's okay to joke about things sometimes. I'm sure you do. <laughs> no. So oral sex, I would suggest if you guys have regular sex, please get tested. There are some home kits that you can order off Amazon or any other online store and test it out at home, send it to the lab, and in a few days you'll get hopefully negative results. 
And that's, that's the alternative to having to go see your doctor or a clinician that can do testing in, in-house. Now, are they full spectrum tests? Like, do they cover, you know, viral um, STIs like herpes or, you know, I, what, are the, what do those tests cover? You know? I do believe they, co- uh, they cover everything like STDs, gonorrhea, um, yeah, herpes, like, yeah, basically everything. Pretty sure, because I just, I ordered one recently, but it was for male. So, yeah, and like I had to pee, I had to um, pinch, uh, pinch my finger, get blood and whatnot. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's comprehensive. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a, there's an industry standard test that you can take um, if you can find a doctor that, that will issue it. So industry standard, i.e. if you're going to become a performer or if you're going to go to a place where brothels are legal and you're going to become a professional um, courtesan you could have an industry standard test that you can take uh, that's with a doctor's office though. Okay, so oral sex, yes, you can definitely, especially if there are uh, open sores, like canker sores or any kind of like chapped, you know, or split lips or any kind of like gum, bleeding gum disease. Any, any, basically anywhere that there's any kind of blood or bodily uh, fluid transmission, correct? Correct. Yes. Do not kiss that person. Do not go down on them. Tell them to not go down on you. And um, there's, um, how do you know if you have uh, herpes? Or how, how do you know if you have oral herpes? Basically, you'll get redness, swelling, pain, and itching in the area where the infection is. There's going to be painful blisters on the lips or under the nose and they are highly contagious please do not go see a provider and providers get antibiotics any kind of unfortunately it's not curable but you can get treated for it yeah you can actually get the um uh suppressant that will keep your flare-ups from occurring so that you will be in a state of, of um inactivity with that condition also, just to let you know, we are not healthcare providers. We are not medical doctors. Uh, you should seek medical attention if you have any of these symptoms. This is for entertainment and infotainment purposes only. So a little disclaimer that we're not doctors. Yes. Well, thank you for that disclaimer. Yes. Um, it's, uh, it's better to seek help better late than never, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. The, also, the disclaimer was also better late than never, too. So um, maybe had that at the beginning of any kind of... Thing we <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah and it's also it's possible for if you guys kiss it's possible to transmit see me v sorry cmv herpes and syphilis and those are not fun so please yeah. if you notice the other person having sores just tell them no and tell them to get help because it's very selfish if you know you have any kind of sore, whether it's vaginal, anal, or oral, or any part of your body, it's very selfish of you to not tell another person that you have it, and then they will get, they will get it, and then they will pass it on to somebody else. So in conclusion, for all one, you basically can get STD, um, and 80% of the people carry herpes simplex virus, right? which is... Oh, yeah. exhibits in the, in the form of a canker sore or a cold sore. So there are varying types of um, 
herpes simplex viruses, but um, that's the most common one that 80% of people have. Yeah. So please, if you're a provider, do a covered blowjob. Get, yes. get fun if condoms. You, you that are, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I was going to say, if you're a consumer, also become tested and use condoms. Yes. And um, yeah, there's and everyone like, know your know your status too. Yes. And um, yeah, there's like all kinds of fun condoms. Like I like to, if I'm going to go down on a guy, I like to use KY and they taste minty. So it's fun. Because <laughs> instead of like having that rubber taste in my mouth, I have minty minty breath so it's there's that <laughs> do you provide kissing as a service yes yes gfe service okay. because i think it's very intimate i love kissing i don't understand people who don't kiss that's just weird like you're <laughs> you're having sex and you're like staring at each other but no kissing is just it's super awkward i will never get it but to each their I, own i think it's it's probably for the same reason we just discussed. I mean, you know, people don't want to catch not only sexual diseases too, but you can also get mono. You can get a cold. Mm. I mean, you get something somebody may not be presenting symptoms for. So it's really up, I guess, to the provider's discretion. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If they have, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yes. So um, next one, I had a couple of guys who, liked to eat the butt or it's called rimming and rimming fun well i don't know if it's fun fact but there's a fact that rimming can transmit bacteria like e coli and shigella hepatitis a and various kinds of intestinal parasites yes gross yeah (laughs) kind of any kind of fecal matter is going to have those intestinal um uh, flora, which is another way of describing the things that are in your gut. And so if you have intestinal parasites, if you have E. coli, which is one of the bacteria that is in your intestines, it helps you digest food. Um, and, and it's all, they call it isolated. It's an isolated um, organism. Like, so it stay, it's supposed to stay in your gut, in your colon, in your, in your um, anus. And if it gets anywhere that's not in those areas, it can become a huge problem. Um, it can even be a type of flesh eating bacteria. Um, oh God. Yeah. So one of the best things that you can prevent, um, other than, you know, using dental dams and like, uh, different kinds of lube that have, um, antiviral properties to it too. Um, but you know, it also is that just a lot of these kinds of, um, viruses and microorganisms, uh, can exist in oxygen rich environments. So once they're exposed to oxygen, like the time it takes for them to, to, to live is very short period of time. Um, but you know, always use protection. That's your best, your best bet is protection. Um, it's not hundred percent effective, but it is more effective than not using it. A lot of, uh, like providers on Twitter told, tell each other stories like through feed and whatnot. And, uh, a lot of them had similar issues as me when I had somebody go from my butt to my vagina and yeah. then they they went to kiss me and I'm like, no, 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 no. Please go wash your mouth. Like I have toothbrush, toothpaste, please wash it off. That is not safe. I do not want that bacteria in my mouth anywhere. Like you eat my butt, go wash your mouth. <laughs> exactly. 
And well, you know, it's funny. It's not, I shouldn't say funny. Funny is a terrible way of describing this. <laughs> it is. Um, it, I would say it's problematic. Um, first of all, let me state this by saying that I, I support pornography. I am, I am a hundred percent believe in the freedom of expression. Uh, and I don't believe pornography is, is damaging the way a lot of people say it is, but I will point out recently that Billie Eilish uh, has come out as saying that when she was young, she found a lot of pornography to be harmful, which, you know, you should always keep minors away from anything explicit like that because their brains are not fully formed yet um, for lots of reasons too. But unfortunately people who are learning about sex through pornography, um, you know, every, everyone loves ATM scenes because it's dirty and it's taboo. And it's like, you know, one of the things that, and it can be done correctly, can feel good and it can be a, a positive degradation. But in real life though, if you're going to go ATM, which is ass to mouth, you know, you need to prep first and they don't understand. People don't generally understand that performers prep for ATM scenes. They wash, they, they uh, douche. They make sure that their anal cavities are very clean, as clean as possible. And they yeah. keep the environment very clean too, just for those exact reasons. So if you're a civilian and you're in your personal life and you want to try it and you stick it in and pull it out and have somebody look it off. Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> and extremely dangerous too. Um, just for those reasons, not to say that, you know, we're the authority on any of this, but, but, <laughs> oh God, that was a terrible pun, but we try to be informed and try to get our perspectives across for entertainment purposes. I love statistics and I like looking at the statistics online and apparently the most spread out STDs, chlamydia, then comes mm-hmm. gonorrhea, HIV and syphilis. And when I looked into states, I'm like, that kind of makes sense. So <laughs> nothing against the states, but like the first state uh, with the highest STD rate in America is Alaska. I lived in Alaska. I could see why there's seven guys for one woman. So, yeah. Wow. Um, there's that. Yeah. Like there's so many guys and we don't, they, okay. Alaska does not have a lot of pretty women. Yeah. I mean, I've seen very few that are like super pretty. I actually know one and she's uh, an actor in Atlanta and she's like gorgeous. I'm like, girl, good thing you got out of there. Like you're, you're gorgeous. Like you, yeah. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know some uh, performers who live in Alaska that I follow and they, you know, they are very pretty too, but they're, it's a very different kind of, it's not a glamour, like a LA glamour or a New York yeah. glamour, Florida glamour. It's a very different kind of glamour. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, oh my God, they're not Eskimos, but they have, they're exotic. They have that beautiful, yeah. like right. all the skin, but Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, uh, they're they're uh, indigenous first person um, heritage. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even gonna say what that is because I will get it wrong, and that's disrespectful. So I'm not gonna disrespect them by saying it, what it is, and getting it wrong. But it's definitely not Eskimo, though. We know we know that for sure. Um, yeah. Boy, it's just so many minefields here about um, making sure they're respectful of different people and stuff. I'll oh, I know. I was gonna say. So confession time, this is what our escort confessions are. I will confess that once uh, many years ago, I actually had a raging infection in my eye. It was a <gasps> pink eye. And I thought, man, this pink eye is terrible. So let me 
go get your pink eye treatments for it. And, um, you know, I had it in my right eye and then it quickly spread to my left eye and I kept treating it for pink eye, which you normally do. And it was not getting better. So I dragged my happy ass to the doctor and I said, you know, what's going on with this situation? It's not getting any better. And then the doctor said, oh, well, you have chlamydia in your eye. And I was like, what? And I was, I mean, I was sexually active and I was using protection, but honestly, they said, yeah, this is a freak incident. You may have touched something that had that on there and that you may have touched your eyes. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, it would have been, a, at the time, it would have been a very rare occurrence for Amy to get anything, uh, any kind of sexual fluid in my eye because I wasn't doing anything like that. Um, but yeah, I just, just touched something and touched my eye and it was that easy. But yeah, that was the you know, confession time. Everyone knows I had that situation once <laughs> and, in, and in the stigma. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, it can happen. That's my personal experience with having chlamydia in my eyes. You could see how awful that would be. Back when I didn't know better, uh, when I was younger and all of that, I gave a blowjob to a guy without, you know, without a condom. Like, yeah. And then a few days after I had the zit on my lips and I'm like, what is this? This does not look like a zit. But then I went to the doctor and she's like, oh, you're fine. It's just as it like you've been stop scratching your lips. Stop like stop picking at your lips because I pick my lips a lot like dead skin and whatnot. And it turned out to be a it. But basically, yes, please be safe. You'd rather be safe than sorry. And this protection exactly. for, you, for you, for your partner. And that way you'll stop the um, spread of infection to everybody else. Right. So an STI is sexually transmitted infection yeah. and then a sexually transmitted disease, which means, a, which is a chronic situation where you have the disease and you have to receive treatments for it. Whereas an infection you can have and then have it cleared up. Yes. So they're, they're very, very different things. Thank like you can, it, an infection can go away and not be permanent. A, a disease can go away and can be cured, but it's usually chronic. And then sometimes is not curable in the uh, traditional sense oh yes uh vaginal basically yeah use protection every time because you can get gonorrhea chlamydia herpes uh, what are other things hiv aids yeah and you know just beyond yeah just beyond having an sti or an std is also just knowing how to practice safe sex now i mean my dad is you know if you have a lot of sex then there's lots of things that can happen to you. Like you can have, you know, tears in your, your vaginal um, lining. Mm -hmm. You can have, um, you can have sores and tears and bruises on your penis. You know, really any organ that you're going to be using a lot of that use out of or force can um, cause problems. You can, you know, women can develop cysts from having uh, too much intercourse, or, you know, you can tear, you know, the lining of your um, anal cavity just from using unprepared um, anal sex, meaning, uh, you know, your partner's is bigger than you're used to or ready for, <laughs> where you're not enough lube, because obviously you're not going to have the natural lube that you have from, you know, your vulva and uh, your, your vagina and your butt. You have to definitely use some synthetic lube. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I have a lot of, um... so sometimes if I get like big guys, I get tears in the lining of my vagina and I have to take off like two three days just to heal her back together basically because right yeah it hurts it really hurts 
And I'm just like, okay, stop. Let's reschedule. <laughs> so yeah, and you should be seeing a regular doctor or gynecologist for, you know, any kind of just regular maintenance and, and, and oh, yeah. um, observing how you're working and stuff, uh, especially in men too, men can have the same problem, especially if men engage in anal sex, you know, they, and, and the reason I think something that doesn't get as talked about as much now as it used to back in the nineties, when I was coming up um, is why HIV transmission rates were so much higher between homosexual men and men engaging in um, anal sex, mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously there's, it's not, there's not as much lube there. And if you're not using a condom that's lubricated and you can tears in your penis and in your anal lining that will cause blood transmission. And when you transmit bodily fluids and blood fluids through a a situation like the anal cavity, then that's when the HIV or HIV virus um, transmits so easily. And that's one of the reasons why they're able to pinpoint in those locations and those, uh, in those uh, populations was uh, because they weren't engaging in that kind of protection. So yeah, that's again, back to more protection and and being aware of everything. Yeah. And for girls, if you're going to have anal sex, prepare yourself, get a special anal stretcher and stretch it out gradually. So that way it won't hurt when you do it spontaneously. And uh, yeah, since our ass butts don't have natural lubricant you have to use a shit ton of lube yeah whether it's synthetic uh water-based and other kinds of lubes did you just say a shit ton of lube is that what you shit said ton of lube <laughs> like quite literally that's quite literal is that also a service that you've provided on occasion or continue to provide no i tried i i really try but i'm like it's not for me. Like fingers, fine. They're well, um, caught. Right. Like put put a cut on the finger. It's fine. But then like shove <laughs> something up in there. I can't. <laughs> what? I, I I didn't get that. So I I can't do. Yeah, I I don't I don't provide that service unfortunately. But I know a lot of girls do, and I watch a lot of that kind of porn just to see like how big can it get, and like you could see like the intestines, and I'm like just ah! so yeah. When performers who, performers who um, prolapse, you see the the rosebud come out. That's it's a a different kind of entertainment right there. That's a different level of of um, of uh, fun yes <laughs> <laughs> for sure um let's see regional the covered anal um i think that's it i can't think of anything else okay well, <gasps> oh! as always yes if a guy wants to try anal sex because there's a um, g-spot in the prostate yeah, you're talking about or toy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if guy wants to try it, they have to douche prior. I had somebody want to try out, you know, one of my sex toys, and like when I pulled it out, there was like a fecal matter. So, and that is really hard to get off. 
if you're not using a condom on the sex toys. So I basically had to throw it out and be like, okay, can you please douche and prepare yourself next time so this wouldn't happen? So because I'm the one who had to who has to clean it afterwards, and that's not the prettiest sight. Well, those guys should be cleaning up after themselves, just saying. That's yeah. like if they're gonna if it's gonna be their poop, they should if they if, if, <laughs> if, if it's involved, it should always be the person who provided the poop to clean up. That's my rule. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Clean your own shit. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is fun. (laughs) We can nominate our our podcast for some kind of an award because that would be (laughs) super duper right there. (laughs) Yes. It's the real shit right here. We're talking the real shit. (laughs) You won't find this kind of shit anywhere else. (laughs) I love those puns. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Escoit Confessions podcast. Uh, my name is Alexa Max with Mr. Lane, and we will talk Hello. to you next time. All right. Have a safe day, everybody. And, uh, you know, do your best. Bye.